0: back everyone welcome back to a year of grace with your something new podcaster y'all it's shannon your something new blogger and your something new podcaster and i am delighted to welcome y'all back to episode four today Your responses to our inaugural episode, our second episode, and our third episode have been overwhelming to this Texas girl. Y'all, you have asked insightful questions. You have showered me with praise. You have filled my heart with encouragement by your comments, your wisdom, your generosity, your friendship. I am so profoundly grateful for each and every single one of y'all. As I have prayed about how best to go about answering specific questions, I have reached out to many of you one by one. But y'all, many of you have had the same questions or blessedly shared the same wonderful complimentary comments for my work here. In those cases, let me assure you that all praise for anything that you've heard, anything that's been beneficial to you, anything that you feel has been helpful to you in your walk with our Father is all graciousness from Him, Himself to all of us. It is not because of me. It is all because of His grace to me and to all of us. Now, with regards to questions, many of you have had the same ones. Many of you want to know the same types of things that I am consistently asked. Many times asked publicly, many times asked in a group, but more too often, The things that I'm asked on -on one-on-ones, at a lunch, on the phone, out and about, you want to strengthen your personal relationship with our Father. That, my sweet sisters, is what we all want. That is the reason for a year of grace. His impactful words, his message in our lives, his ability to transform us from one type of girl, or in my case, one type of woman, into another woman who was on a different path, not a perfect path. Let me stress that again and again and again. And anyone who knows me, Personally, or who has spent a moment with me can attest not a perfect path, but walking forward with Him in His grace. As we've shared about our themed verse, many of you want to call it a testimony verse. I think that's lovely. For those who don't know what a testimony verse is, it's simply a verse that we as Christian sisters feel that the Lord has made very deeply meaningful in our lives. As I have been called upon over the years to share my testimony, I have shared my testimony verses within my testimony proper. I feel that it is instructful, and yet it is also very personal Because it helps to anchor the stages of my life in relationship to God and his unchanging word. You see, like many of y'all, I have been somewhat all over the map, somewhat on a roller coaster, somewhat tossed about at sea whichever analogy, whichever simile, whichever metaphor that you find is personally true in your life, you can also be certain it would be true in mine as well. You can also take heart, it would be certain in the lives of many of our sweet sisters. So a testimony verse is really a verse that grounds us along our pathway, along our walk with our Father, in terms of how His Word never changes. We change. He never falters. He never moves. He never decides today's the day. To throw caution to the wind and not be the father he has always been to his children, to his daughters. He is the same today, yesterday, tomorrow, forever. We can rely on that. We can take heart in that. We can trust in that, sweet sisters. It is all grace. So many of you have asked if over the course of this year, I would be willing to personally share my testimony of faith with you. Of course I would. It is a great honor. It's a great joy to be able to share my faith. I'm nothing without my faith. There is no me, no person inside no woman inside, no small girl inside without my faith. Now, not everyone can say that yet, and that is the reason I believe that our Father calls some of us to different calls in our lives, much as He has with me. There is no doubt that the words. From Romans, which we will touch on in just a moment, are profoundly and enduringly true in my life. He has called me, as surely as I am sitting here in front of this microphone today, called me according to his purposes, not my own, to help all women shine forth. Shine forth. We've discussed shining forth on my blog. We've discussed shining forth on my go live events. We've touched on shining forth here on my podcast. What we mean when we say shining forth is we mean each woman shines forth so that God shines forth. If you see anything shining forth in me, you are seeing. Him, he calls each sweet sister according to his purposes, not so that she shines forth, but that he shines forth, and not so that she receives the glory, so that he receives the glory. Why? Many women are bothered by this. I'm not bothered at all by this. Of course, he shouldn't invest glory in his children. He is the one and true perfect creator. Remember how we've talked about being tossed about, adrift at sea, on a roller coaster of emotions up and down? Frankly, sweet sisters, we are not equipped to deal with glory. We are not worthy of glory. What we are capable of is obedience. We're capable of obedience, obedience to our Father. We can achieve that obedience best through the words that I will share with you from the book of Romans just as soon as I return. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. you so much for staying with me. As we've talked about in our first three episodes together, the focus of our year ahead together will be God's grace. Many of you know by now that means His unmerited favor. We're specifically drawing from Psalm 67 verses 1 and 2. What I'd like to do now is read those verses aloud, so do not be upset if you can't get your hands on your Bible right now. You don't need to. Listen, though, please, dear sisters, as I read these words from the psalmist, Psalm 67. Verse one, and then continuing now into verse two, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. This is just what we've been speaking of, his unmerited favor, his grace. Everything that we have in our lives, everything that we can... We can draw strength from everything that we can touch, everything that we can improve upon, everything that we can nurture and build is his grace. His word is so clear to us that we are called as his daughters. We are instructed then to let our gifts that he has blessed us with grow and nurture and mature other sweet sisters in their own walks Romans 11:29 is such a powerful verse Romans 11:29 says this for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Now, that's significant. His gracious gifts. The way in which he shows us favor. We talked about Esther. We talked about Mordecai instructing Esther to go before the earthly king in order that she might beg mercy on behalf of her people. She was relying on winning favor from the earthly king. Winning his favor. Favor cannot be overstated. Old Testament Esther, New Testament Romans, God's gifts for Esther, for each and every sweet sister today, Those gracious gifts are manners in which our Father has shown us His favor. A gift of grace. Undeserved benefits. Undeserved favor. We've done nothing to earn. His gifts and call are irrevocable his call. Many of you will recognize the wonderful Greek transliteration of the word klesis, klesis, or some renderings klesis, klesis. It does not matter which one you prefer. What you will recognize is the word kaleo. Kaleo, his call, Kaleo, his invitation, his summons, if you will, his reaching out to us as his daughters for vocation, for employment, for furthering the faith of other sweet sisters. His gifts and his call, his kaleo, are irrevocable. This simply means, sweet sisters, without regret, because it cannot be altered, because he will not alter it, we can view it, we can accept it, we can celebrate it knowing We will always have it without regret. So when we look at how to meld the graciousness of his gifts with a work that we might spend our lives doing, we have the assurance that we will do that work on his behalf. We have been called, think Much like, if you will, a shepherd out in his pasture, out in his field, out on his mountainside, calling to his flock, his kaleo, his summons to his sheep, calling them to come so then they may go. Our Father is exactly the same. He calls us to him so that we may go forth with His mission in our hearts and in our lives and be impactful for the sweet sisters around us. We've nothing to fear in accepting that His grace, His unmerited favor is for our good. It's for our good. Our complete, total, wholehearted, good. Romans eleven twenty nine. For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. This, y'all, understanding this, believing this, taking this deeply into our hearts, enables us to walk that path that he has laid out before us. When I come back, I will show you how these two phenomenal pieces of scripture overlap. And I'll be right back. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Sweet dearies, as we continue to move forward in understanding Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. What will naturally develop for us will be a growing trust in the Lord, in his word, and those he brings around us to help us with our walks with him. We will come to take heart and believe the words of Psalm 139, 13 that assure us that we were knit together in our mother's wombs, that we are called and gifted as we've learned in Romans eleven twenty nine, 29. Because of his graciousness for us and those gifts, those calls are irrevocable. They will not be taken from us as someone might pull out the chair behind us as we're just about to settle down at the table. That will not happen with our father. We will start to feel a sense of trust. We've talked a lot lately with my go-live events about relationships, a relationship renaissance, a renewal, a reimagining, a time of reflection, a recommitment, a reevaluation with our father, sweet sisters. We don't have to spend our time in such ways. He will not be shaken from his relationship with us. I am indeed and truly a relationship girl at heart. I am a relationship girl. There is nothing more important to me than relationship. Now, sometimes that has been good (laughs) for me. Sometimes it has mainly been instructive (laughs) to use one of the chief's favorite words for me. Instructive. Maybe not my best approach to life, in all relationships that we could speak of. I'm sure if we were all together right now in a little chapel or in a little church or in a meeting place, at a coffee shop, I am sure that right now, many sweet sisters would be nodding in agreement. Many of us are relationship girls at heart. I'd like nothing better nothing better than a good montage moment on TV. I mean, if you can have the music in the background and the clips all joined together and the family is at the park and in the pool and then maybe they're at a barbecue. Oh, I I love the relationship. I love the relationship of a family, a father and his daughter. Many of y'all told me there's no more crying in podcasts because I'm quite certain that I cried through our inaugural podcast and our second and our third. Ooh, and I got very, very close <laughs> it's just now. A father is a father of relationships. The relationship renaissance that many women Many girls spend untold hours a day fretting over with this boyfriend or that boyfriend or this boy who's just a friend, but maybe he might become a boyfriend (laughs) or this roommate with whom there's friction or there's this dear sister who suddenly things seem off track with. Or a family member with whom you've crossed a line or hurt their feelings with words that you didn't intend to be sharply spoken, but they were, they were received as if they were. And now you can't seem to have that ease back together once again as sweet sisters in a marriage. At work, the relationship renaissance that consumes so much of our time as girls and as women, will never need to be a focus. Our relationship with our father, because I promise you this, I am confident of this. He is the father of relationship montages. He wants the montage moment in the movie of our lives to be ongoing. He wants us to have our junior mints and our popcorn and our cherry Coke. And he wants us savoring his gifts, his call, the knowledge that we are not an accident, but that we have been well and fully formed and planned by his perfect grace for our lives. There is a purpose ahead for each of us. Once we begin to trust him, trust his word, trust those he sends to help us along our path. We will trust that purpose more and more. And just like the words we find in Matthew, we will hunger and we will thirst not for relationship after relationship after relationship to be made perfect, but our one relationship with our Father to continue to reflect his perfection, perfect in beauty. God shines forth, perfect in beauty. God shines forth, the psalmist tells us. When we gather together next time, we will immediately focus on Matthew and the words of hungering and thirsting after more and more with him that will enable us to begin to uncover our purpose or begin to help us have the strength and the courage and the confidence to walk forward in our purpose. Y'all, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you spending this time with me today. It is a phenomenal blessing to this Texas girl to be with y'all. I will save these stories to share with y'all for another day. Please let me know your thoughts. I read and value all of them. And now, for me in Texas, that's a wrap. Bye for now.